What tabletop RPGer doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection, or let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes, and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, diceenvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes. Hey stackers, do you feel like your games are bland and lacking in atmosphere? Well, fear not, because if you go to BattleBards.com, you can access a whole host of sound effects and background music that can really spice up your games. BattleBards.com offers a Prime subscription, and if you use our stack code STACK, you can get a 20% discount on this subscription. If you are a Prime member, you have access to a soundboard and editing tools, and the ability to stream sounds. This can be useful for adding like a dragon's roar to a final boss encounter or maybe some ambient tavern music for when your players are at the local inn taking a rest. Check it out at BattleBards.com. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. Hey, Jared, are, are you and your guys okay? I think we're okay. One of them got wounded. Well, then can we use the fortress to squash all the crystals and make it into <gasps> dust and then put them into the ocean? <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. As you strip the bodies, you realize if the face was deformed... The bodies are even more so. You're seeing twisted, swollen joints. You're seeing patches of coarse fur growing underneath, obviously animal fur. I can't believe you guys are sitting down eating at a time like this. Do you realize what has happened? Tira, what, what, what's wrong? What's on your mind? Oh, I forgot. I didn't even get a chance to tell you. While you guys were out and Jarrett and I went upstairs, he told me that my father actually survived the attack on Arden. We need to head back up there. You glance down, and you're hit with a sudden wave of nostalgia. You see a road, and there's a little bend where there's a low stone wall and a tree growing next to the stone wall. And suddenly you are transported back to a moment in your childhood. Step carefully up here, it's quite uneven. The warm voice guides you as you look down from the great height of the wall. A brown-eyed man smiles at you as he holds your hand to help your balance. Perhaps emboldened by his guiding hand, you step into the cool shade thrown by the tree and then impulsively yell, Catch me! With a giggle, you hurl yourself into space where the man's arms spread to keep you safe and then hug you close. You feel nervous about creeping between the twisted trunks of the apple trees as though you'll get lost. The man's voice is a comfort to you, however, as you hear, You're getting warmer, Ash. It's in there. You can never go wrong in the trees. 
There was once a room, and in your mind you can see yourself standing in the corner as the struggle between your father and an iron masked figure rages in front of you. Remember the trees, go where it's safe. You'll be able to hide in the forest. He presses something into your hand, and you go stumbling out into the night, the last words ringing in your ears. I, I can't remember anything else after that. Why did this happen? Why did this happen to us? I talked to my dad just now. I don't know if he's here or I don't know if he's inside of me, but I know that the spirit of my dad is still here. But there's something else. Hey, Stackers. Welcome back to another episode of Stack of Dice. We hope you are excited to be with us. We're happy to have you at our table. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Dice and by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. As I said, we want to thank you for joining us. We are enjoying continuing our 5th edition D&D adventure. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tyr Ironstag. Michael as Womberbesh Bensonmum. And Catherine as Farron. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! Me! Me. (laughs) And Catherine as Farron. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you are back on board the airship. After a rather touching episode, I yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You find yourself standing on deck. The ship has regained its former elevation, and it's moving northward. Is there anything else you want to do? Well, I'm going to, once we are back on board the ship, I'm going to kind of bring Farron along. We're gonna, I'm going to p- try and pull Bash aside so we can all three of us sit down and have a talk about like what just happened to him? I haven't really given them a whole lot of the details that I got from Jarrett. I mean, did you like run off to your room or something? No, no? I'm, I'm okay. standing on the railing, just looking at the the rubble. Okay, and uh, just right. what I'm doing is I'm searching for more memories. I'm trying to get as much memories out of it as possible. And like Red said, I'm trying to rem- remember the the rubble as I see it, so I don't okay. forget it. And I'm hoping that it will cause more memories to surface. Maybe. All right. I want to be left alone, so. Well, I'll have to approach you to find that out. So, uh, All right, so I'm sort of looking back over my shoulder to Farron and I'm just going to gesture with my head like, uh, follow me, come over here. I'm going to approach Bash. When I see him looking down over the edge, I'm just going to stand there on the railing and wait until we've kind of passed over that area. But at that point, I'm just going to just put my hand on top of his and just say, Bash. Bash. Yes? Do you want to talk about it? I'm just, I'm trying to remember more if I can. I'm trying to just, just try to search to see if I can find any more memories within my head. Tell me what you do remember. I need to concentrate, I think, right now to try to put it into words. So you arrive at Arden. <laughs> I, know, right? I oh. jump over the side of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> I spend I seven side points. <laughs> hey, there's end. the old swimming hole. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm wanting to do is for us to sit down and like share information in advance of getting to Arden. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, it's like my, my personal instinct, I'm like, oh, I don't want to make him mad or whatever. But I'm thinking Tiro is a little bit more insistent than I actually am. So I think I'm just going to keep pressing. About how far away are we from Arden, you think, at this point? Four hours? Couldn't say because the guy wouldn't tell me. Oh, now you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, he said he well, said noon. Bash, you'll have time later. We're going to be in Arden soon. And I ha- there's more I have to tell you. We need to sit down and talk. What's going on? All right, so I'm going to just basically grab him and Farron, and we're going to come away to... Uh, I'm going to take them down to my, to my quarters. I'm gonna take you can stay room. on the deck. I want to I, I take them because we need to get like away from distractions, okay. no other people overhearing us, and whatever. On, on the way down to your quarters, you pass by Jarrett and his hunters, and they are all kind of huddled on the deck, looking very uncertain. A couple of them actually look over at the three of you as you pass by and kind of mutter amongst themselves. And Jarrett has a very drawn look on his face. All right. Um, I'm actually going to ask Jarrett to come in with us. He puffs out and pushes himself up and walks toward you. All right. Follows you. Yeah. Come, come in here. Come in here. Let's, let's get away from prying eyes and ears. We get into my room and I close the door and turn to face everybody. All right. Every, everyone just sit down. Okay, mom. <laughs> I know. I didn't get my sit upon before we came in. It's feeling like a game of Clue. <laughs> yeah. Jarrett, you're going to have to help me out here. Fill in whatever details I'm forgetting because my mind, I'm just, I'm so stunned right now. Basically, it seems as if all of Arden was not completely destroyed. There were survivors, my father and some of the dwarves among them. He's terribly injured i believe jared you said he's lost an arm he has so he's gravely injured something's very wrong but he's still trying to they're in the first home i believe is that what you told me that's right he invited the citizens of arden to come to the first home as a place of safety and it was much needed so is is the village of arden actually completely destroyed it is very much destroyed. So it's annihilated, not decimated. Not decimated. All right. What, what kind of things have you remembered, Bash, about that place where we, where we just were? Just when I was little, real little, uh, right before I went into the woods. But I can't remember if anything beyond that. So I just remember my dad. I remember him fighting someone. And I remember him getting hurt. I remember something slamming into me, into my chest, and I remember him giving me my spoon and telling me to run because he was still alive. Wait, your father was still alive? No, my father said to me, run because he's still alive. Oh, the one he was fighting with. I think so, but it's, it's hazy. But I remembered other things. I saw a little road with a brick wall, and I remember playing on it, I remember walking around um, the the apple trees on the side of the house, and I remember my name. What do you mean you remember your name? My name is Ash. Ash? It's Ash. My dad was calling me Ash. As in short for Wombarbash? I don't think so. I remember him saying that I was looking for something, and I remember him saying, I'm getting warmer, Ash. I, re- I, rem- I was looking for something, and he was telling me I was close, and I, maybe, maybe 
I remembered my name being Warmer, Warmer Ash, Warm, Warmer Bash. Mm. All right. At, at these, at hearing the kind of memories that he is telling me, Tira's not really not sure how all that is relevant, other than the memory of his father giving him the spoon. Because she knows about the spoon. We were, that was like a big, huge thing at the beginning of all this. Um, and, and, and telling him to run because of the fight. But all these other, these kind of seem incidental and, and not really sure how any of this is relevant or how it fits, but... It may not be relevant to you, but it's relevant <laughs> to me! I'm not saying that out loud. And then he turns and runs out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Arms flailing. <laughs> Even the revelation of his name is kind of putting that on the side. For me. It, it's surprising to her, I suppose, but again, not doesn't have the significance to her that it does to him at, at this moment. Oh, you're selfish. I am right now. <laughs> Well, anyway, when yeah, <laughs> never mind all that. So, anyways, <laughs> no, that was a complete waste of time. <laughs> no, okay, that's she pats you on the head. Cut that. Okay, Ash. <laughs> all right, honey. Isn't there something up with his chest? That there's something in it, or something like that? There is. I don't know that you know about it. Okay. Or okay. Farrah, I don't know that Farron knows about it. Right. You know about it because you heard some of the episodes, but... Right, or are you talking about it? I'm just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, then never mind. But it's still won't, unclear. Won't go there right. with it. Right, right. We haven't, he hasn't had open-heart surgery, well, so we can Well, you have seen it. him naked. <laughs> you saw the scar. I looked away very quickly. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if you noticed this, but when she said, I was looking at Tira, she didn't say she was looking at Walmer Bash when he was walking around, so... Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> in the last episode? Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> I was wanting you to look over in my way, but... Okay. Purposefully leave some of the parts unsnapped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did that 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 fly open? Sorry. Let me tie that side up for you. <laughs> okay. I don't know how any of that connects, other than the figure that your father fought with before he died, and I suppose that may be how you came to be in the forest. But all I know is right now, when we get to Arden. Or when we get to the first home, they, they're going to need a lot of help. And my father is in, is in bad shape. I'm not sure how, how to proceed, how we're going to continue from here. We just need to get there as quickly as possible. Hopefully then it'll become clearer. I just have a question. Like once we get there, I mean, we still have a mission, right? We do. is kind of trying to... Trying to compartmentalize things here, um, especially considering that before she got this information from Jarrett, she was set on continuing on the mission. You know, before you're like, because it was Bash who knows, hey, we're almost home. Should we maybe go there? And she's like, no, no, there's nothing for us there. And we can deal with all that when it's over. And so this jarring 180, it's now got her just trying to compartmentalize everything and let's just get there and see what state they're in and, and what we need to do. She's even contemplating that maybe at this point she's contemplating, I might not continue. My father may need me at home. But she doesn't want to say that out loud 
because it almost makes it makes it final and dreadful and and Farron would be upset. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm like, so well, you I'm just going home not to drafted me as your replacement. <laughs> I see. So just a lot going on, and and right now all all she can focus on is let's just get there and see what state they're in, and she's prepared for. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I would know. say she's not prepared. So, so that's, that's, she's really true. Not prepared. that's true. That's yeah. true. That's it's actually probably more true that she's just really unsettled. Hey, any other conversation? After that, I get up and walk back out. I you said something about, about hit, someone yeah. fighting your your. He your didn't father. mention the iron mask or anything, or the finger. Really, he right. didn't mention any of that stuff. Wamberbash, do you remember who was fighting your father? It's fuzzy. I remember him having a mask. A mask? A mask. What kind of mask? It's fuzzy. I can't really remember. I know he had armor on. There was a piece of it left in, in that room. That was my room. I wonder why, why were they in my room? I wonder if my dad was trying to protect me and that's why he was in my room, or maybe the guy was coming after me. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. But a piece of his um, finger gauntlet was on the floor in the room still. Was there anything unique about that gauntlet or about the armor that you remember? It's fuzzy. I can't remember much of it right now. Maybe the eyes? What about the eyes? Was one black and one white? Concentrate, Bash. This is very important. Think, Bash. Think. That's that's all I got. I, I I can't remember anything else. But are you sure that one eye was black and one was white? E- yes. Well, yes. that could be the Reaver. Wait, do we know that? Okay, <laughs> all of a sudden realize. Oh my goodness, because we've heard lots of you know, the the pole scenes and stuff. But you saw him on top of the pyramid. That's right. Okay, just making sure that, that was something the T would actually know. <laughs> all right, that could be the Reaver. I hear someone sometimes. I don't know if... I don't know who it is. I thought it was my dad. But I don't think it is because when I talked to my dad in the room and I remember the, the, the things that came to mind, it, it's not him. It's something else. It's someone else. They are, are mean to me. They, uh, they try to put me down. I, I, I try my best to ignore it. And I haven't heard him speak to me for a long time, but every once in a while, usually when things get really low, he he starts talking to me. And I'm not crazy. <laughs> it's the Horcrux. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't really know what to make of that. Jarrett, what were you and your men discussing out there when we found you in the hallway? There is a good amount of uneasiness amongst many of the people in Arden, and I'm beginning to wonder how much I believe in it myself. A lot of muttering about the things that people can do with these stones. This ship, what, what is it? How does it hang in the air like this? See, that's the thing. <laughs> I had the same <laughs> What had happened was... Yeah, yeah. See, see, this, <laughs> what it not, is it's is... It's not like that. <sighs> this ship was made, invented, and given to us by someone we've met on our journeys since we left our... But how does it work? It's powered by the stones. Some of those men on deck, 
lost family to people wielding these same stones. I lost friends. Dwarves that died, died at the hands of wielders of these stones. There's going to be a lot of animosity. If you come barging in with this fantastic ship, I have a feeling you're going to have a very cold reception. Surely her father wouldn't dismiss seeing... As I said, he has grown very dark in his thoughts recently. Maybe we should park it outside of town then and just, like, walk the rest of the way in. How much longer will that take? You could have it arrive nearby. Maybe if there's a clearing in the tree. Yeah, I was going to say, Jared, is there anywhere that we can bring this ship to land where it wouldn't be visible from the first home? Well, there is Dismal Hollow where we first met. Jared, you trust us, right? I believe I do. Okay, just because we all wield stones. It's not the stones, it's the person who wields it. And that is what I have been wrestling with in my mind. But there are others who will not give you that chance. And you... And how do you suppose I, I enter Arden? Do you have to have that around your head? It's a part of me. See, I'd forgotten about that altogether, that she has this thing circling Maybe, Maybe you stay back for right now. Oh, until we can maybe explain some things, and then maybe you can enter. I could if that's what we agree upon, but it is, as you say, it's not, it's not the stones that's the problem. It's how a person wields it and wields that power. Maybe if she comes in with us and we can vouch for her, we have to introduce the idea of the stones somehow. I just remember the first time I used a stone, people were a little afraid at first, and... Um, after I interacted with them, I think they, they softened up. So maybe you're right. We'll get as close to Arden as we can, or as close to the first home, I suppose. And we'll bring the ship down where they won't see it. But I think that Farron should come with us. She can hang back until we explain. But she's part of this. As you will. All right, uh, I guess then we need to get up to the captain and tell him the new plan okay. for approaching the area. You do so, and basically we can fast forward mm-hmm. another two or three hours, and you approach the outskirts of Arden. It's very familiar to you now. Tira, you are starting to recognize a lot of this countryside. Wamberbash, down below to the east, nestled against the slopes of the mountains, you see Griphook Forest. There is a sizable darkened scar in it from where fire had raged briefly. But for the most part, it's the same old place that you remember. I wonder if your tree's okay. I ho- hopefully. Aww. The airship comes to a reasonable place and settles down just southwest of Arden, and you disembark. What you see is like a slap to the face. Arden is a desolation. Charred timbers and blackened stones huddle in moldering clumps where proud homes once stood. A tangible silence hangs over the once peaceful village. The fitful breeze whispering up the valley stirs rank grass that has grown tall in the absence of people after the battle. A dog, with ribs showing under its skin, darts from the shadow startled from sleep by your intrusive footsteps. Some enterprising townspeople had obviously started dragging salvageable materials from ruins, dumping them on the village green to provide a stockpile of useful materials for rebuilding 
but you don't see a soul stirring anywhere in sight. Even the rock, the promontory on which Mayor Chiswick's home stands, did not escape destruction. In fact, much of the fighting seems to have occurred at the palisade walls you once defended yourselves, and the same hallmarks of destruction are evident there. Tira, you know that to get to the first home, you're going to have to head east into the village and then turn north to head up to Thandul, the first home. So I'm assuming that you're going to follow that well-known route. Mm -hmm. As you make your way through the deserted streets at the north end of town on the road leading to the dwarves' first home, you see the first long graves. They're obviously hastily dug, but they are still neat and orderly and are each perhaps large enough to hold ten at a time. Someone obviously attempted to honor the dead at the end of each grave is a placard with the painted head of the stag and neat letters with the names of those within. Tira, you see familiar names, common people you can easily remember. Nearby, across the road, is what remains of the Chapel of the Healing Hand. It is perhaps the building that stands most complete, perched as it is away from the center of town and thus presumably furthest from the worst fighting. Even so, the remnants of the roof bear scorch marks, and the charred remains of torches still scar the slates. All the windows have been shattered inward. And so you just make your way along the road to the north, and then you see that familiar rise. And then the neat, well-carved stone of the dwarven battlements looking out over the valley and toward the direction of Arden. And you see dark figures atop the wall. To your discerning eye, Tira, as you approach to within the last half mile, it's an interesting sight, one that you wouldn't have expected, because you see side by side, paired up, it looks like, along the wall, dwarf-sized people and human-sized people. To get to the entrance, you have to loop around to the north side of the first home. Mm -hmm. I described it once long ago, but imagine a hill where the top has been chopped off, so it's nice and flat. And then dug down inside is where much of the living space is. If you remember mm -hmm. Luke's home from Tatooine in mm -hmm. Star Wars, yeah, it's mm -hmm. much like that, where all the living is inside the hill, but the walls have been raised up above the top of the hill. So mm -hmm. you have this neat circle. Right. When I'm able to catch sight, that first sight of the, the stonework of the dwarves, her breath just catches in her chest and heart starts beating faster, both with longing to get there and dread mm -hmm. at the same time and then the sight of the dwarves and the humans working together in that area adds a, an extra pang of homesickness and also dread i just want to say something bad happened here you are starting to circle the first home to get to the gate when suddenly there's a shout from up above and it startles you at first all three of you but tira you recognize that it's a voice of one of the dwarves and you hear it shout tira yes yes it's me you guy <laughs> hey man yeah you recognize the dwarf yeah. but uh yeah it's it's just a wave of memories crashing over mm -hmm. you and suddenly you are just i, I don't know I was going to say running. But. Running? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. And then from inside, you hear raised voices that pick up the cry very quickly. She's home. She's home. 
And then the gates began creaking open. The prodigal daughter <laughs> <now>. <laughs> has returned. The gates creak open, and inside, as the first gap opens and you can actually see inside, you see people, dwarves mostly, rushing around and then crowd, starting to crowd the gate. And they're cheering and jumping, and you see hands waving, and uh, it is a joyous welcome home. After running up the lane towards the voices, she stops short just for a second as the gates open and she sees the, the, just the mass of people coming to welcome her home and is overwhelmed. And then as they start to, I guess, are they coming through the gates or are they? They're starting to surge through the gates, yeah. Okay. As they start to surge forward, then that mobilizes her as well and she runs forward to, to meet them and just starts, just buries herself in the oncoming crowd and is hailing and and touching and and yeah hands are waving everywhere it's chaos all around you you are engulfed in the crowd farron and Womberbass, you just see her swallowed up in this crowd of arms and legs (laughs) little bitty arms and legs and some of them reach out towards you and start to grab at your clothes not too hard Yeah, well, they'll come right off. <laughs> and you find yourselves drawn in also. Jarrett hangs back just a little bit. He and the band of hunters come with you, but um, they're giving you some space. As I'm pulled into the crowd then, hello, hello, it's good to see you. Where's my father? Father, where's my father? Make way! You hear a voice ring through the courtyard. And the noise subsides immediately. The crowd just parts, and you're left standing there, the three of you, side by side by side. And there at the far end where the crowd, at the back of the crowd, is Finulf. And he has a huge smile on his face. Tira, come here. What are you waiting for, girl? Come here! And she just... (laughs) And she's going to run forward and just almost knock him down, I guess. The fire is there. The spirit that you remember. But as you get close, you realize he looks a lot more gaunt. There are dark shadows under his eyes. And as you throw your arms around him, there's a clank as your arm hits. And you realize that he's only reached up with his left arm to hug you. The other one is slower, but when it presses against you, it presses very hard, like almost painfully. He's murmuring, Tira, my dear, I never thought I would see you again. Father, father, I thought I'd lost you. Uh, come, I, I, I don't know. Do you, do you have any needs? Are do I have hungry? any needs? Are you hungry or thirsty or tired? No, no, I'm, I'm overwhelmed to see you again. I thought you had been killed. What, it, what is this? And I, I'm going to turn to look at this other arm that's crushing Oh, me. I am sorry. And he reaches with his left hand behind you and you feel a jerk and the pressure eases. You're able to detach yourself and you look down and see that there is a metal arm that has been crafted for him. It's got the iron stag hallmark on it. The hand is a series of levers and pulleys and things, and so he's able to flex his fingers and move his arm. It's, he's still getting used to it, it looks like, but he's able to manipulate this metal arm. Will you introduce me to your friends? <laughs> Him, I remember. It's hard to forget. <laughs> yes, Father, this is Womberbash, remember? Ah, yes, Womberbash. You have changed considerably in the 
<clears throat> that you've been gone. <laughs> in the amount of time that you've been gone. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Your Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> no majesty here. And you... You... There's a slight hesitation in his voice. And then you see his eyes narrow just a tiny moment. And then he smiles broadly at you. You see it through his beard. What is your name? I'm Farron. Farron. Where do you come from, Farron? I'm a Watani. Watani. Huh. Your daughter and Wamberbash helped our village uh, fight against the Reaver. The Reaver. So you have faced him too. Yes, I have much to tell you, Father, but, but tell me, what has happened here? What, is, what has been going on here? Well, after the battle, I was sadly out of commission for a few days. And so much happened without my guidance, but as soon as I could, I was back on my feet. And, well, we have opened the gates as you always wanted. Turns out that you seem to have the right idea about things, about these people from Arden. They've been very helpful for us, and a lot easier to put up with than I thought. And that mayor friend of yours is around here somewhere. Your boyfriend? (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, no. Perhaps he's seeing to the stores or something, but the people have settled in very quickly. None of the dwarves live here, but we are helping them to shore up and make sure that they have everything they need. At night, we retire to the mines. But I think tonight, we will have something special. Perhaps we will have a feast in the mines and invite the humans. I think that's a wonderful idea. I definitely feel like celebrating. As do I. As do I. Well, come, there is much to see, much to do. I have a question. Yeah. So coming in, obviously, the we saw the dog who was basically wasted away. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, he's not getting anything to eat. Obviously, the dog is going to be the last one to get something to eat, uh, being a dog. But it sounds like the humans are eating off of the stores of the dwarves at this point because uh, the town is destroyed. Maybe the farms or the place that they were produce is all, it's all, it's, it's all jacked up. You also said that um, even her father looks ca- sort of gaunt. Is that, I mean, is that due to what has happened or is he not eating? I, basically, where's the food? <laughs> <laughs> like, like how, what's the food situation here? It looks like the food situation is fairly stable. Even after the battle, there were still stores that had been saved up and hidden away or tucked into homes, and so people were able to go back to the ruins and and recover some. It wasn't completely destroyed. And forests are abundant. You don't have to worry about food, Wamber Bash. (laughs) (laughs) As you walk through the first home, he basically takes you on a guided tour around the inside. It is enough to contain all the people of Arden, all the survivors, and even a few dwarves who are there to help with the defense. Even so, it's not that large of a, of a shelter. But there are storerooms that are carved in, and they have hunting parties that go out. He talks about this with you as you're making the rounds. Tira, of course, this is all very familiar to you. Uh, you're, you're able to actually kind of help fill in some of the questions that the others have. All right, as, as they're walking through, and Tira is thoroughly enjoying this scene, but in the back of her mind, it, something is not... Uh, it's not clicking or it's not, um, it's not matching up with Jarrett's description. You know, she had the idea from Jarrett that she was going to find a woebegone, uh, just completely, uh, 
a depressing state. Yeah, just yeah, really, really depressing scene, and you know, barely surviving. Her father uh, practically incapacitated. So while enjoying this scene and trying to just save these thoughts for later, but it is occurring to her that this is not what she expected at all. And uh, definitely going to have to either ask Jarrett or her father about that later. Yeah, it is quite the disconnect between what you've been told and what you're experiencing. After the tour, Finolf says, I believe my work here is done for now. I think everyone has everything under control. Uh, perhaps you would like to come and refresh yourselves back at the mine, and we can find something more suitable for a feast for you to wear. What say you? Sure. Yeah. So he leads the procession. It's about a quarter mile from the first home to the mine entrance. And Tira, it's just like chills running down you as you walk between the statues on either side of the mine entrance. As you see the protective runes around the entrance to the mine with the ancestral blessing of the dwarves carved, you're able to recite it from memory without having to even look at it. Wamberbash and Farron, you've never been inside a dwarven mine before. Maybe you weren't sure what to expect. Anything that you might know about human minds is out the window when it comes to dwarves. And they call it a mine. mine. <laughs> exactly. A mine. <laughs> As you walk in, the stones of the floor are polished. They are perfectly fitted. The walls are smooth. No signs of chisel marks anywhere. Man, Tira, you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> There's gilding on the columns, statues that look so lifelike that they almost appear as though they could leap out at you in the dark. So the evil army never never even approached the mine. Like, they never penetrated the mine at all. I mean, no. it was like... Correct. Wow. They, they blew right by it on the way south into Arden. After several twists and turns, you find even yourself wondering where exactly you're going, Tira. Finolf says, we've continued to expand, and it has been a very busy time. We have continued to dig, in spite of all the setbacks that we have faced. But here we are at last. Here is the changing room. And he opens this door, and inside there's, well, there's the entrance to the, to the room. Are they going to have anything to fit us? Or, I mean, I would imagine it's mostly dwarvish clothing here. Do they have tailors on hand to help us with stuff? Or Let us just say that recent requirements have caused us to expand our wardrobe. Nice. I just walk on in, and I'm very impressed with all the additions in the amount of time. I mean, the, the attack on Arden was not that long ago. No. And so, but I mean, they didn't just start digging more when the attack happened. He means no. that they've been digging this whole time? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, well, you guys have accomplished a lot in the last two weeks. <laughs> it's all that tungsten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just old habits and feeling at home are really starting to take over. I'm just going to walk in and start looking and picking something out. Yeah. And- all right. So you all walk in and the door swings shut behind you and a heavy bar drops into place. I was worried about that, actually. Through the bars in the door, you see your father's face, and it suddenly looks very different. Father, what? Open this door. What's going on? I want to know what has happened to you. The company you keep has obviously corrupted your mind. What is with this nonsense? And he he gestures at the stone floating around Farron's head. What is this thing that he wears on his wrist? And I can only imagine you have something yourself. Listen, I can explain those 
There is nothing to explain! Father! If you choose to hold on to something like this, with everything that we have lost, your brothers, your sisters, your kindred, you might as well have killed them yourself. How could you say that to me? You have no idea what I've gone through since I left here! I know enough. I have seen what these stones can do. Ask him to speak to Jared. Is Jared still with us? No, but I mean, he, he's, I think he's out there. Oh. So, so he goes, Hopefully go, go, Jared go will vouch for yeah. us. Where, where is Jared? Is, was he like right behind us or are they still way up out there? Out They're still there? at the first Okay, time. so I can't, I can't just call to him. We have Jared and his men with us. Humans, yes. Wait, you are working with humans here. I am suffering them to be here. Oof. I will come back when I am ready. And you will give over this nonsense. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Man. Well, I'm glad I made that observation about thinking something doesn't seem right because she heard that her dad was in a bad state. (laughs) What are the doors made out of, by the way? Stone or... Uh, The door itself is a very heavy wood. Okay. Very solid, kind of like heartwood of oak. Okay. Kind of stuff. And there there are bars set into the door. Okay. Well, looks like I'm going to have to um, fire blast my way out. <laughs> <using> my <laughs> mouth. So I've, I've got some ideas. I've got some thoughts, actually. <laughs> As you were at taking us through the mine like that, and I was like, mm, this seems like we're going to get set up for something because we're going to have a feast and you're going to change our clothes. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Something's up. Well, see, we've had that happen before, though. <laughs> so well, here's the other thing, we've too. We've gone places and like, here's some ceremonial garb for our feast. So, yeah. Didn't you guys have a battle in Arden that your father was witness to and and stones were used at that point? I'm not sure that he knew. Well, I don't know. The dwarves weren't really in that. The dwarves they? charged at the end of the battle. Yeah, yeah. On the other charging, side of the wall. Yeah, they I didn't I, see Bash I don't think he ever saw me in, as a mm-hmm. boar or some of the stuff that No, that it was all very did. muted, Or right. the bear lady. Yeah. Because she was, by that time, she was, in the, she was in the fortress, so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So a lot of interesting things. Hopefully, uh, oh. hopefully this will resolve nicely. <laughs> I've got some ideas. Okay. All right, so let's talk wow. experience points. I, I do want to give each of you three, and we do need to get to your backstory, Farron. Yeah. As far as uh, <laughs> yeah. g- giving, okay. giving that uh, its own recording. Okay. All right, Norse battle. Um, well, I clearly messed everything what up. What happened so. in this episode? Yeah, no, right? I, I, I'm a little confused as to what even happened Oh, yeah, here. okay, yeah, so we... She we, had the Privy Council on board the ship, yes. and then uh, you all... Landed outside of Arden and mm. walked through it and got to the first home and talked about your feelings. Wow. <laughs> I, this is oh, so great. And, and all of your, so you explained, yeah. Yeah, a little happened. bit, yeah, a little bit of the, the dream or the memories mm-hmm. that came, came back. Um, I don't know that anything that I did was yeah. worthy of anything else. Okay. I think we're done with that. And that's fine. Yeah. All right, so let's have a recap. Oh, grief. All right, Tira is six points into level 10. Womberbash is 19 points into level 10. Farron is 71 points into Ooh, level 9. Nice, nicely done. Oops. Yeah. Wow, I, as, as strange and silly as it may seem, I am feeling like this definite sense of letdown. By, by your dad? Or? Yeah. I'm actually, so like Farron is, is angry right now. 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, seriously, she is angry because it bothered her about what Jarrett said about the stone. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have anything to do. I didn't even want it. Right. They ju- like, she, this thing they came you. to me. Yeah. Right. And now I'm being, right, I'm being prejudged because of it. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. <laughs> and then now, you know, we get trapped in this room. I'm right. not having it. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know how I'm going to react <laughs> When we continue the story, yeah. because I'm, I, I am really angry. Yeah. I, I do not, I do not take kindly. <laughs> yes. To this kind of treatment. Yeah. Okay. Well, save it for next time. Don't take it out on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, in spite of the uh, the letdown. Up until the end there, yeah. Yeah. Homecomings are nice. But I thought it'd be kind of a twist to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Have a little. No, I, I liked it. I like that you did that. It all seemed a little too good to be true. Anyway. Especially the way Jarrett like, and the Huntsman on and stayed a behind a little bit. And they were like... Mm. Well, you know what else, too? And the other reason why I'm upset is because I was fully prepared to offer to like fix his arm up. Yeah. So that it could be lighter right. and easier to use and everything. Yeah. But, and then he's going to do this to me? I mean, Actually, anyway, you guys didn't know that I was thinking that. But that's right, right. You know, we need, we need to get... Um, a Simmeries to make him an arm. Driven off a star stone. What's wrong with Yeah, he won't want skills. that. Yeah. We, well, we don't know. Do we know much about your metalworking skills we don't. yet? No, we don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. So we don't know about that. But I'm thinking at this point, we're like, oh, and it's not bringing a Simmeries over here. My dad would probably chop him in half. I think, see, I was going to suggest that we summon, you, you summon the, the, um, the stag. He won't let us do that. We, you we don't know that? We, yes, I do. Because he says, I don't like bringing the stag up for you guys. It's not like the internet where you can just call the stag and have him explain things. No, no, but no. But isn't that, it important to your people, to the dwarves? Look, that, that would be, that would make an impact. <laughs> on, on top of that, we've, we've given a lot for this. And, and we've not really gotten a lot from the stag. So I'm like, look, man, call the stag. And it's like, well, look, we, we need this one. You need to show up. And you need to give us something because, look, we lost Peter. I mean, we, we've yeah. lost a lot. And uh, I'm sorry, but it's time for him to, to make an appearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And say something. And say something, yeah. And even, well, I don't, we'll, I don't we'll know. We'll put a word in and we'll put a word in for next time. I'll work on the DM. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let us have to stand. I mean, it would be appropriate, I think. <laughs> From what I know. <laughs> She's trying to like weasel in there. Yeah. Honestly, I think I have about 25 points written here why I think it would be very appropriate for him to show up. I Number will submit one. my thesis paper to you tomorrow. Yeah, she's going to nail them to the DM's front door. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Well, Stacker's kind of dark. I, I don't know. This season has felt kind of like the Empire Strikes Back of the game. Yeah, <laughs> so far. <laughs> but... Uh, I hope it's all been fun. I hope it's all been a worthwhile story to stick with, and we are still enjoying telling it together. We will hope to see you here again next time at Stack of Dice. You might as well have killed them yourself. How can you say that's the thing to me? Let me do that again, because that was a mess. (laughs) How can you say that's the thing? Are you, is that water? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We we asked that question earlier. Mm-hmm.